Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Final hour of the show today. Lightning bets before we wrap up and we start to take a look at these AFC and NFC championship games. Mentioned it earlier, but it bears repeating. If you missed anything in the first two hours, we'll podcast it later. And, of course, you can always rewind inside your Odyssey app as well, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today and take us with you as we are live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack. Be sure to follow us on social media as well, at BetQL Daily. Uh, We will get into Lions-Niners NFC Championship game, Detroit's first-ever NFC Championship game, uh, Niners 19th NFC Championship game um, in the Super Bowl era is just wild. They've been there, what, one out of every, I think that makes it one out of every three or something like that, NFC Championship games on average. But let's start with Chiefs-Ravens. Sunday afternoon, three Eastern, three and a half most spots uh, when I checked earlier this morning. Still a three out there in one or two spots. This is, believe it or not, the first time the Ravens will have ever hosted the AFC championship game and they'll do so with MVP Lamar at the helm. Um, their first AFC championship game as well overall in 11 years. I think it is uh, chiefs. We all know six consecutive AFC championship game appearance, but the first on the road. And I don't know, have we put that story to bed now, Joe? Um, Chiefs on the road in the playoffs with Mahomes. Can we put that to bed after one win in Buffalo? Or is that still a part of the conversation for us as we build up to a Chiefs-Ravens on Sunday afternoon? Oh, I think that's put to bed. The reason it was <laughs> a story is because we've just seen so many playoff games and it hadn't happened before, before obviously getting to the Super Bowl. Even though you might look at it and say, okay, should it have been that much of a story? Like, yeah, Buffalo's tough to play at. It's a, it's a tough spot. People were firing snowballs at them. Uh, Chris Jones was getting into it with, with the fans before the game uh, on the field. So, yeah, I mean, Casey w- would have preferred Arrowhead for sure. Um, but I think it's put to bed for the first time for it to happen. And then they win, um, yeah, and dominate the yards per play in the matchup. A, a couple things come to mind right away. Now, first off, it's you get Mahomes as a dog again, and it, it's on or a little bit higher than a field goal. Eight, one, and one against the spread. Nine, one, and one now, actually. Um, that comes to mind. And also, just looking at the number. So, right now, the majority of sports books are three and a half. 
but there are a few at three, a juice three, meaning minus 120. Is it, are we going to see that again? Are we going to lose it today, tomorrow? It's three and a half everywhere, and then you're regretting it when you get to the weekend because you want to bet on the Ravens, but now you've got to lay three and a half instead of the juice three, the biggest key number in NFL betting. So, I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind because the market is split on both games, which I find interesting. In the NFC one, there's six and a halfs or sevens. In this one, there's three, three and a halfs. That's not how the NFL typically works. Once we get to later in the week, Aaron, we know it's going to be the market agrees on one specific number. So, I mean, that's what's going on in my mind. If I'm going to be on the Ravens side, I want to bet it now because I'm not sure it's going to be three everywhere. Yeah, and even though it's a juice three, I just think the Ravens are playing so much better on both sides of the ball. The Chiefs' defense, I think it's going to be up for a big challenge against Lamar. Um, And then I saw this, according to ESPN, the Chiefs, um, 26 in EPA per opponent design carry. So I think stopping the run is going to be really hard for this Chiefs defense as well. So I just think the way Lamar is playing, the way this Ravens defense is playing, it was really cool to see what they did. And and there is the whole Mahomes, Andy Reid, you know, Kelsey had the two touchdowns. But I just think top to bottom, this Ravens team is just playing so much better. I think the, the run game is a really important factor here you bring up. Like that, look at what Buffalo did on the ground last night, even in, in a loss, 182 yards. Like that's, that's usually, you know, statistically, you go back and look at Buffalo's numbers, not to rehash the Bills Chiefs game again, but you look back at the numbers and you go, you look at that, just the box score. Don't, don't just block out the final score at the top of the box score and go back and look at all the Bills numbers, all the stat lines. And you go, Oh, okay. The Bills upset the or the Bills beat the Chiefs. They, you know, they they finally got past them. And then you go and look at the score. You're like, oh my god, how what happened? Um, because statistically, they put up numbers on this Chiefs defense. And this is something I was. It, it's why I bet Bills yesterday, and why I'll probably bet Ravens again on Sunday. The Chiefs defense is very good. I'm not here to argue that the Chiefs defense is not good, but when you get to these points this late in the season. Very good goes to great by making the big play when it needs to be made, by turning the opposition over. I think they've forced five turnovers in the last eight weeks. It's why going for the fake punt made no sense. They weren't turning you over, and you handed them the ball deep in your own territory. Again, they ended up getting away with it because of the Hardman fumble. But, like, don't what, – what are you doing? They can't turn teams over. If they can't turn Lamar over, I'm sorry. They're they're not beating the Ravens. They're, they're, this is – and maybe I'll look like a fool on Sunday night at about 7 o'clock because they will have gone into Baltimore and just played a clean game and, and you know, the intangibles end up proving themselves in the end and Mahomes is Mahomes and Reed is Reed and all that. That defense is very good, but if they can't turn Lamar Jackson over, I don't think they win on Sunday, as good as they are. Yeah, I mean that's why it was so close, right? Because they didn't turn the Bills over. That's been the storyline with Josh Allen all season, the interceptions. Well, he didn't throw any yesterday, but the big difference was, you mentioned the box score, 
the Bills ran 31 more plays. They just didn't do as much as the Chiefs did with yeah. it. Like, that's the difference. The Bills ran 78 plays. You can run on this defense. You can. Yeah. The Ravens have a strong run game. Oh, you better believe it. They have one of the best in the game, whether it's the quarterback or the guys in the backfield. Um, when I look at the Chiefs against mobile quarterbacks, of course, we've got Josh Allen twice yesterday and then in week 14. That week 14 loss was a field goal game. We remember the big difference. And then the, the call on the, the what ended up being a trick play, lining up off sides, like that was a difference maker. I'd say the other game where that really stands out mobile quarterback would be the Eagles game they lost in week 11. Mm. That one was by four. The Bills loss was by three. And the numbers right between the two numbers. Sitting at three and a half. Like you could mention fields, but it didn't matter. Like that game was over in the first quarter. There's a lot, there's a lot going on there. Um, but that's interesting. And, you know, we wonder, is the Chiefs offense back? Is it back? They have not played a defense anywhere near the caliber of the Ravens. Like no. go yeah. down the list. Beat up Bills, beat up Dolphins, Chargers working reverse in the regular season. Chargers, Bengals, Raiders, they all stink. Patriots have a good defense, had a good game there. Uh, Bills, Packers, Raiders, Eagles, awful defenses. Like, we have to go back to week four against the Jets. Where I, I think we could make the case week three Bears, week four Jets, those are the only times they played good defenses all year. And we're talking about the first week of October. Yeah. And also, like, the Chiefs' defense is the strength. And on both sides of the ball, offense and defense, the Chiefs just don't rank anywhere near where the Ravens do. I think this could come mm-hmm. down to, like, the Ravens are just better top to bottom. It's I think it's going to be tough. And I'm with you, Joe. If you like the Ravens, you should just bet it now. Because it's, I like the Ravens guys. That's yeah, because three. To your point, yeah, it's not coming down, right? You, you know that it's it's not coming down off a of three. It's only going up. So yeah, it's if you're on Ravens, today's the day. Go find your three, even if it's juiced, and <laughs> and and bet it, uh, because it's it's only going to go up, even if it only moves a half point. And eventually, everybody's going to be on three and a half or more. And then, to your point, Joe, you're going to be out of luck. There are some props posted on this already at BetMGM. Three out of his last five games, Lamar Jackson has gone over his prop in rushing yards. It's 59 and a half right now. I love it. Um, that is one that, again, I, I, I may as well just, I feel like I should just write the love letter to Lamar Jackson now. It kills me as a Steelers fan, but, like, I'm going to bang this drum all week. Like, this, this is this guy's year. And this week is going to be the culmination of that. And he sends them off to the Super Bowl with a a home AFC championship game win against the guy that is sort of universally lauded as the best quarterback of the generation, right? And 59 and a half, Lamar's going to do a lot of damage on the ground because as you just said, Joe, you can run on this defense. Um, It's Lamar for me, 59 and a half. I'm over already. Yeah, I, you know, as far as the running backs, I wish I knew what the plan of attack was, because if I knew they were gonna, it was gonna be one of the Gus games. I'd lean all into that. 
Uh, Lamar's the first one that came to mind after his 100-yard game, for sure. 59 and a half, but you're paying it. I mean, that's that's a hefty number. Where's yeah. that going to close at? Nobody's going to bet the under. They're just going to be betting the no. over on that. So that's going to probably mid-60s by the end of the week. And it's, um, and it's already yeah. juiced to 135, too. So, I mean, yeah. not a great return. Gus. Probably a Gus game. You've got to stick with – that's what they're going to do, right? This matchup, just stick with the run? I would think. I, I'm curious to see if, if Andrews is back. If Andrews is back Same. and all of a sudden you can use the middle of the field a little bit more. Not that receivers aren't going to run route, uh, Ravens receivers aren't going to run routes into the middle of the field, but you know when, when we talk Bateman, when we talk Flowers, when we talk OBJ, like those aren't the guys w- sitting down in the middle of a curl zone in the middle of the field eight yards <clears> off <throat> the line of scrimmage and just gobbling up seven or eight catches on 10 or 11 targets. Like, that's Andrews all the way. And I got to think if he's anything better than 75%, he's going to go on Sunday. Yeah. But what about Isaiah Likely? Like, that guy scores, like, a touchdown in almost every game. Could he be used in that situation? Because, you know, two to one plus 210, somewhere in that range. You can find him for an anytime touchdown. It seems like if that's working for you for over a month now, why do so different? So yeah, that- it's, it's interesting because they they run for 229 on Houston. A lot of it ends up being garbage time, right? But that's, I think, going to be the challenge with this week. Is it going to be tight throughout? If it is, who's getting the touches? Because if you look back at this week, the court, Lamar ran it 11 times for 100. Justice Hill got 13 carries. Gus Edwards had 10. And Delvin Cook had 8. Hmm. So is it going to be three guys again? I think that's going to be pared down. It makes me wish that Keaton Mitchell was healthy because I loved betting his props because you have the high ceiling there. You know, he'd be involved. Oh, man. But, but I think it'll be more Gus and Justice Hill. There's an interesting intangible here at play too that I think we can we can start to think you know talk more about throughout the week. Go back and look at the Ravens in the back half of the season and how many close games they played. There's what the overtime win against the Rams. That's that's really it. Um, They had an unnecessarily tight one against the Cardinals midseason on the road, Uh, but their wins for the most part were dominant and. Mm Has that has that softened them up a little bit? I mean, when when you're when you're winning every game, I understand one side of the coin is well, no, they're winning in dominant fashion. What are you talking about, you dummy? They're winning dominantly. You want them to play in close games just so they can sharpen themselves <laughs> up in in close game? No, they're win by two touchdowns every week. What are you talking about? But the other side of it is when they find themselves in a squeaker in a tight game against Mahomes and the Chiefs too. I don't care if you're at home or not, like. There, everybody starts to pucker just a little bit. It gets a little bit tighter, and we haven't seen Lamar make mistakes in a while. If he gets in that pressure cooker at home, we're supposed to win this. We're at home. This is our shot. This is my MVP season, and now it's it's a field goal game, and I got to convert on fourth and one. And I wonder if you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect it to with a with a Harbaugh team, but does the pressure start to cook a little bit, Joe? Look what they did against good teams this year. I'm not counting the Steelers. Can 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 we remove them? <laughs> can ahead, we remove yes. them from this conversation? 
Like if we say if we list wow. off what they did against the good teams, I well, part of it is because they lost against them. But you know, it's of course Houston destroyed. Um, remember how big that Niners game was? Everybody's all hyped mm-hmm. for it. Beat them by multiple yep. scores on the road. <laughs> like look, line up the good teams and what they did. The losses. I'm, I'm joking about the Steelers, but they were surprise no shows. I don't think yeah. we're going to get that. I don't think yeah. so either. But it's when no. when you've been I don't want to say coasting when you can co- coasting in games for a month and a half. If things get tight against that, the guy against that Mahomes, game was competitive in the first half. Maybe that's just what they needed to get it out of their system, and then <laughs> Lions Niners next right here on BetQL Daily. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Chris Mack alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski today on BetQL Daily, live coast to coast on the BetQL network. And of course, in your Odyssey app, take us with you. You can rewind to segments you may have missed as well and download the podcast later. Uh, Just had our first go round on the AFC championship game. NFC Championship game time. But first, first, with an added bonus on who may be out there on Sunday for the Lions. Drama. Dallas drama. The D in Dallas stands for drama. We absolutely love it. Uh, Apparently, Dak Prescott's brother and Micah Parsons' brother are getting into it on social media. 
Joe, this is what we live for. The D in Dallas with the drama. Absolutely love it. Yeah, Terrence Parsons Jr., he's out there saying, y'all going to miss him when he's gone, talking about his brother Micah. There's a lot going on. Dak's brother is out there saying stuff, like talking trash about some of the coaches. Um, There was another one, too, about – there it is. CeeDee Lamb's mom. (laughs) What? Mama getting CD Lamb's mom's it. talking trash. I love it. CD Lamb's mom said, Dak ain't it. No. <laughs> oh, wow. Mama Lamb going to do Dak like that? Yeah. This is terrible. So if, if we know about this, surely Dak knows about this. So, yeah, uh-huh. I'm going to say we see some regression from him. Have fun. Oh, oh. She's, oh. She said, get rid of Dax a blank blank. <laughs> what? This is awesome. This, this is you awesome. know, this is just, this is vintage Cowboys. This is vintage Dallas Cowboys. Unbelievable. <laughs> here's, here's, here's the full Ted Prescott tweet. Tad, I'm sorry, not Ted. Tad Prescott tweet. Cowboys fans, why continue to D- DM me? Trust me, in all caps. If I could get Dak to leave Dallas, I would. I, too, want him out of Dallas. The city and organization have been great to he and our family, but done with drama and the so-called fans. But he loves this team and wants to bring it rings. This is funny. I'm sure a lot of quarterbacks love their teams and want to bring in rings. That doesn't mean that they are. This is... This well, is the family. The, this is the family arguing about grandma's china in the middle of the funeral home. People, the body's awesome. barely cold. What are we nope. doing in Dallas? Dude, CD C. Lamb's mom may be the worst one. Well, yeah. she is actually. I I say she speaks the truth. I love well, this lady. <laughs> This is awesome. For, for those of you that watch The Bear on, on Hulu and FX, Paul just chiming into the chat. This is the Christmas dinner scene. You're right. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. I want to see that show. I feel so behind. Yeah. I'm going to catch up. Your homework, your homework assignment, Aaron. I can't tell you to just go watch the Christmas dinner scene. No, you can't. First, you can't. without watching the rest of the show. You have, to get, you have to watch the rest of the show to get to the Christmas dinner scene and for all of it to just culminate the way that it does. But that's exactly what this is, Paul. That is a great, great call. And now there is an NFC Championship game to talk about that, oh, doesn't involve the Cowboys yet again. Detroit's first ever NFC Championship game unless you kind of want to de facto count the 4 and one record in NFL championships in the pre-Super Bowl era. Uh, this is the Niners' third consecutive NFC Championship game, fourth in the last five, but first of those four at home. Uh, 19, the last time they played an NFC Championship game at home. And I, I, I looked this up earlier. There will have now been 58 NFC Championship games, obviously, in the Super Bowl era, Super Bowl 58 this year. 19 of them have involved the San Francisco 49ers, going all the way back to the first NFC Championship game in 1966 between the Cowboys and the Niners. All of that means nothing for how we're going to bet this thing, though. Uh, The Lions getting six and a half, seven in spots. Like you talked about, Joe, the the markets are a little split on this. And I, I, 
I'm curious to see and what your thought is on where the first moves take us in this one because we've got we've got to wait to get some news, right? We're gonna we're gonna watch to see about Debo Samuel all week long. We're now finding out Zach Ertz has been signed by the Lions. Apparently, that would be <laughs> a bad indication on Sam Laporta's status, in my opinion, or maybe it's just a a vague smokescreen of sorts. Where where do we get the first move, and where does it go for us on this Detroit San Francisco line? Maybe looking to gain more intel from a divisional opponent, seeing them multiple times a year, possibly some gamesmanship there. Um, yeah, the the Debo number's big. So if Debo's in, there are no six and a halfs, right? Anywhere? Since we're already split, I would um, think they're gone. I'm going to double check, but I No, but I, I'm, I saying, six, I'm saying if Debo's in. Oh, if Debo. Oh, yeah, if, no, six and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that's where that's the first divergence, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, that, man, that's interesting. Almost fifty ones everywhere, and I get the high total. So, weather wise, it looks good. Like Purdy mm-hmm. struggled in the rain, and we know about golf outdoors. You know him in bad conditions really struggles, but like there's this path here where golf leads the lines to the Super Bowl. With, without dealing with bad weather in January. Like, we've seen it. The importance of winning the NFC North, getting those two home games, and now the, the tough one on the road is out west and it looks like it's going to be mid-60s. Probably no issues. Um, but a much tougher opponent than, than they've seen on, on their way here. It's not the Rams' defense, and it's, it's not the Buccaneers and Baker. And each of those games, that Lions defense gave up over 400 yards. So I understand why the total is so high. Like my my first reaction if you're playing the total is, yeah, it's going to be maybe a lower scoring playoff game, but like the conditions are set up for both offenses to succeed. And you got to love that matchup for Shanahan now going against this Lions defense. Yeah, But we said that a week ago going into the Packers game. Now, the conditions really hurt them, but we thought that they were just going to be flying up and down the field. That was not the case. So is that going to happen again? I don't know. Um, My first thought is six and a half. If you like San Francisco, I do. I'd look to that side because I don't think those six and a halfs are going to be available later in the week. Yeah, I could see that. The one thing, if you are looking to the Lions side, is you can run on this Niners team, and obviously that is what the Lions do very well. So also that could play into the total. If we're going to see a run-heavy game, you know, obviously with the weather, it wouldn't be an important factor. But matchup-wise, you know, the Lions might be looking to run quite a bit here, so that could be something to look at. It's tough to figure out. Gibbs, Montgomery, which one to go if you're looking at props. But with how good this offensive line has been for the Lions and how strong this run game is and the fact you can uh, lean on the run against this Niners team, I think that would be a cool matchup to look at. And also just Purdy, like JLC was talking about it. He's not that great. I mean, what I I changed my tune on him. One week I'm like, all right, he's proving the doubters wrong, and then it's kind of like, is he just a guy? Because I really can't figure it out. But if he has a shaky performance, that could also open up the door for this Detroit team, Chris. Well, yeah, that's what makes me wonder. Like, 
you know Dan Campbell's going to be aggressive, right? Like it's in his DNA, it's in his blood to be aggressive on both sides of the ball, right? So mm-hmm. Green Bay was able to neutralize their weaknesses on the back end by bringing pressure, and Purdy didn't handle it well. Is Detroit capable of doing I think Detroit's more than capable of doing it. Does Campbell really lean into that? Does he neutralize Purdy, especially early on, by bringing pressure, dialing everything up to 11, and seeing <laughs> if he can force some mistakes? Now, the vulnerabilities on the backside still exist, but if Purdy can't pick them apart, Debo or no Debo, it's going to be difficult if he's got guys at his face. If Aiden Hutchinson, who's what, got like eight inches on Brock Purdy probably and could spike him head first into the turf if he got a hold of him, um, if that's <laughs> happening, then that's that's a very real concern. Conversely, you mentioned leaning into the running game against the Niners as a possibility. Yeah. I, I still stand firmly on the golf is the offense ground because okay. that's the way they've coached it. That's the way Ben Johnson has called it because I think that's the way Dan Campbell wants to play it. He wants to be aggressive. He wants to force the Niners into mistakes on defense. He wants golf. You know, to he wants he wants to invite the you want to bring pressure on Jared Goff. Sure, bring pressure on Jared Goff. This guy's been around the block. He knows where to put the football. He knows the hot reads. He he he'll gladly welcome your pressure and then march his way downfield six seven yards at a time and wait for the for the crack in the dam on the back end and find Amon Ross St. Brown for forty yards. And so that aggressiveness is baked into the cake with Campbell on both sides. I think it could. It's the double-edged sword of if that's the way you're going to play it, you better play it that way all the time because I think that's the angle to upsetting the Niners is go whole hog Dan Campbell, kneecaps, and taking a bite out of people and all that. If that's how you're going to live by it, then die by it too. And we finally saw Shanahan come back in the fourth quarter. That's something we've been waiting on for a long time. And he was forced into it, and and we finally saw it. in, in the conditions with the late drive uh, against the Packers is man. Yeah. The Lions have to run. They got to stick with the run. It's so fascinating because on one side, you've got Mahomes, you've got Lamar. He's going to win his second MVP coming up. And on the other side, it's golf and Brady <laughs> or Purdy, whatever, not Brady, Purdy. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, it's man. I just, I don't know how Shanahan and company doesn't have their way with this Lions defense all day. Like, is it going to happen in back-to-back weeks? As long as Debo's healthy, I, I, I C- CMC's going to be going. Kittle had a big game. We were expecting that because the Packers struggle against tight ends. But it's just the Lions, this defense going against so many weapons, I just – I yeah. it's going to be tough, man. I, it's going to be tough. I, I See, in these last I, couple games, it was like – it was all Evans. Evans took over. Before that, uh-huh. it was all Puka. Puka took over. But the Niners, it could be any of them. Well, and I almost think it's more yeah. important for them, Aaron, to like lean in. I think it's more important for the Niners to lean in on the run game than the Lions, to be quite honest. Because, again, if, if you're Dan Campbell and you're the Lions and your, your middle name is aggression, right, either side of the ball, then you want to continue to live and die by that. If you're the Niners and you know you're going to be able to kind of pick and choose your opportunities against the back end of the Lions defense, then maybe the idea is, hey, we just soften them up. We, we run inside with CMC. We dictate the pace of this thing. We don't let the pass rush get off against Purdy. 
and maybe force him into a mistake or two early on. We, we, we've got the most versatile running back in the league. If we want to do it with short little dump-offs in the flat, if we want to do it uh, outlets underneath, if we want to just turn around and hand it off to him, even Debo or no Debo, maybe the plan is lean into McCaffrey. And like I said, dictate the pace and get yourself a lead early and then force the Lions, forget turning it up to 11 on the aggression scale, to turn it up to 12, 13. And now we're really talking about opportunities to take advantage of mistakes against their secondary. Yeah, because defending the pass is not the Lions' strength, so they have no option to turn that thing up to 12. (laughs) They're like at a six at their best. I I don't know what the Niners – top to bottom, I mean, they they can run, they can pass, they can pick and choose what they want to do. I mean, obviously getting things going in the passing game is a clear choice, uh, but maybe they do something different and try to dictate things on the ground. But – I just think they've got so much power on both sides of the ball. It's kind of like the Ravens matchup. I just think you you look offense, defense. I mean, this Niners team is just better. So it's going to take a lot, I think, for the Lions to win this game. So for um, the the Packers game, we talked about how McCaffrey two-plus touchdowns, how it's wild that it was around plus 150 and it got home. Right now, (laughs) McCaffrey two-plus touchdowns, you can find a plus 180. That will oh, not yeah. be plus one eighty later in the week. No, no. I, I almost two to one. I feel like I've got to bet that. Right. Yeah, now. Sign me up for that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, because I, I think that's the whole key. Again, I'll repeat it multiple times throughout the week. We can make it a mantra if we want. If you're a Lions fan, in fact, uh, Debo or no Debo. I think it's got to go through McCaffrey in order to take the yeah. pressure off of Purdy, knowing that, that Campbell mm. is going to want his defense to pin their ears back and go after him and force him into mistakes. If you can neutralize that by running a bit, especially between the tackles, then all of a sudden they can't blitz on every down. They've got to account for McCaffrey. Um, and that's something that I, I just really feel like, especially after watching some of the post-game locker room stuff in Detroit, Dan Campbell is more in on this as the Lions personality than he has ever been, if that's at all possible, going all the way back to the introductory press conference. All right, what about today? We already talked about some bets we feel like we might have to get in right away early in the week. Are those included? Any action tonight we like? Lightning bets on the way next right here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. BetQL. Chris Mack alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. If you missed anything in the first two hours and 40-some minutes of the show, you know you can rewind inside your Odyssey app or go get it as a podcast once we're all done here today. We've looked back on the divisional round games from the weekend, started to take a peek into those conference championship games, and even took a look at the coaching carousel. Thanks to Jason Lock and Fora for joining us earlier with thoughts on all of it. He joins us every Monday here on BetQL Daily. But whether it's getting an early jump on some of these numbers that we like for Sunday or any other action for tonight, it's time for our lightning bets. 
And you know what? Let's start with the esteemed Miss Hawksworth. What do you got for us, Hawk? <laughs> oh, man, I'm fired up. They're Some still coming at you. Who looks like he's not even old enough to bet. Uh, I just went after him. What it? Okay, it. what? It, can you say what he said? He he said, um, "Womp womp, Ravens win." I said, um, "Never said they wouldn't." Do you know how sports betting works? Said I thought they could cover <laughs> the spread, which means lose by less than ten points. I was wrong. I have Ravens to win AFC and Super Bowl, both at plus nine hundred. Hashtag womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a? Uh, I love it. Was, it. He looks like he's this... sixteen too, so he probably, in his case, doesn't know how sports betting works. Was he? Was he sliding in, or was this a public comment? <laughs> oh, this was public. Okay. Hope he wasn't just sliding curious. in. <laughs> just, oh just sure. man, Get I'm not gonna here, live this bone. one down. People can't can't let this Texans thing go. And Ravens are. By far the better team. I don't know why they're so upset about this. Like, the fact you actually took time to come find me, like, four days later is ridiculous. Get a lie. I wasn't even involved in the game, but just (laughs) some of these fan bases, and I know it's social media, it's just what it is, but just the loser mentality. Like, Saturday night, if you're a Bears fan, Celebrating the Packers losing, you're a loser. <laughs> like, just take the L, just shut your mouth. Okay, if you want to be happy with your friends, whatever. You got nothing to stand on. You're going to talk trash to a Packer fan that was in the playoffs with their new franchise quarterback. They go from Favre to Rodgers, and now Love, it looks like he's going to be really damn good. And you are moving on to draft, you hope, the next guy that's going to fail as your franchise quarterback. It's just these losers. Like, what are you talking? Do you have a mirror? Look in the mirror. Look at your situation. How can you talk trash? Like, I don't understand. There's morons out there. God. And also, like, people have opinions. And, you know, I guess people can go and leave negative comments. I find it funny. I'm not sensitive. And I also have Raven's future, so I feel like I'm getting the last <laughs> laugh here. Like... You yes. guys just look like idiots. You can call me silly all all day, and I'm could care less. But it's fine. You do. Well, you. I mean, That's how I feel it, right now. Here's the thing: like <laughs> for a lot of these people, I think you hit the nail on the head early. You don't know how betting works. Now, unfortunately yeah. for us, people care a lot about NFL playoff bets, much more than they do all damn year. And you know which ones are the toughest to win? NFL playoff bets. Because we have a sample right. size of five months of football. The, the numbers are tighter. Look at all the winners and losers. Aside from Ravens on the side, everything was close. Everything was like flipping a coin. Exactly. Exactly. And like if you listen to the show, like I was talking about how I liked a lot of dogs. But these are casual. These are fans who don't seem to be betters. That was my takeaway. How many people right. clearly don't understand what covering a spread is versus outright winning because like go back and listen to the video that you're commenting on never once did i say they're winning outright texans money line but whatever that's fine we have a long way to go in uh (laughs) learning apparently 
So for tonight, I won't take up any more time with my frustrations. I am going to do a parlay, NBA parlay. So Sabonis to get a double-double is minus 900. So let's let's have him get a triple-double. Plus 145 against the Hawks, who are bad in opponents against in the paint. And then uh, I also have Giannis to get a double-double. That's minus 350. I could handle that. Can't add a minus 900 into the parlay. So you put those two together, it's plus 215. So Giannis double-double. Uh, they're playing the Pistons, who are also bad in the paint. And then I got Sabonis triple-double. Nice. Joe? No suspense until Friday, at least on the side. I see numbers that I need to grab on Monday because I don't think they're going to be available throughout the week. It's in the script. It's in the Super Bowl logo. We're going to get one versus one again. So give me the Ravens minus three. Give me the Niners minus six and a half before that goes to seven. Everywhere. Uh, yeah, I think the favorites win. Both games of championship Sunday, and they uh, and they end up covering those point spreads. And I guess I'm rooting for it to be a boring championship Sunday, but I would not complain if we get Ravens Niners in the Super Bowl. No, yeah, that's that's complaint that's complaint free. That's yeah. Well, you give me one seeds, I'm I'm happy with that. I'd also I'd also be happy with Detroit sneaking in for the story, obviously. Um, as much as anything else, and just a week of Dan Campbell uh, ranting and one week, like <laughs> one, two, next three. We, oh man, did you see how red his nose was after the game? They played inside, right? <laughs> it was, <laughs> he's just fired up. Yeah, the man's fired I know, man. up. It all went, uh, it all went to here. And you know what? Guy. I I think I think that could be a little bit of a neutralizer, like we were talking about the over aggressive nature. So I'm going to wait on Lions Niners. I'm going to see if okay. if maybe a word on Debo pushes that thing to seven, where it's six and a half. Maybe gets me seven and a hook somewhere. Maybe so. I'm going to wait on that one till later in the week. But I'm with you, Joe. Um, I'm all over Baltimore. Um, maybe I will look silly Sunday night around seven o'clock or so. And the Chiefs' defense will not have turned over Lamar Jackson and still somehow won on the road, much like they did to Josh Allen last night, right? But I don't know. The all the all world kicker, the goat of kickers, is probably not missing a forty four yard field goal if the game is on the line in Baltimore. So I don't see it going the Chiefs' way this time around. I'll take Baltimore and give me the three before the three disappears. Um, also, a couple other plays, one each from NBA, College Hoops, and NHL. NBA, the Hornets stink, but they're getting 14.5 at Minnesota tonight, and they're 5-3 and three against the spread in their last eight double-digit spreads. So I'll roll the dice on that one that the Hornets keep it close. They played last month. Granted, it was in Charlotte, and it was just a six-point game. So give me Charlotte plus the 14.5 in Minnesota tonight. College Hoops. Give me Kansas laying eight and a half at home against Cincinnati. And Cincinnati just can't score on the road. And hockey tonight, Pens are out in Arizona in that little tiny barn the Coyotes play in. And both teams have gone under in each of their last three meetings. Not with each other, but each of their last three games, they've both gone under. So under six on Penguins-Coyotes tonight. Those are my lightning bets for this evening. Who else wants to jump in? Paul, what do you got? Anything? 
Yeah, I don't know why I do this to myself, but I'm going right back to the golf course. I mean, what an epic start to January. I just, I can't anymore. Chris, Gala, <laughs> runner-up. Uh, ben on lost in a playoff. Yesterday, Sam Burns, just absolute collapse on 17. Like, I just, I... So this is what we're going to do. Since Jake is not here, and I don't want to tell him because, but we're doing this. Bill Z looked pretty good this weekend. And there's a 55 out there. And he has really good course history at the Farmers, at Torrey Pines. Uh, and I think he's knocked enough of the the uh, cobwebs off, the rust off, come back from the injury. And he's got a lot of the numbers historically that play well here. Um, like, driving distance and accuracy, ball striking, approach, one of the best approach players in the world, specifically from 200-plus. Also very good there. Green's regulation. Uh, and then, like, top 50-ish, par 5, birdie or better, and that's important here. So, Billy Z, 55-1. to 1. I cannot wait to see how this goes epically wrong on Championship Sunday in the middle of football. Like, the, the sequence, like, Mush, uh, that's what we call my wife, Mush Mahoney, uh, <laughs> Chris, as, as a reference, but it was an epically bad 30 seconds in the Aspen Mush household. Like, what tomatoes was... fell off the stove and Sam Burns <laughs> went into the drink within, like, 30 seconds. It was incredibly terrible. Uh, so, Billy Z, 55 to 1, and I'll lay it with San Francisco at 6.5. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's are, just are you what close? you need in the middle of Championship Sunday. While the entire world is focused on whatever kind of ending we're getting in Chiefs Ravens, you're going right. to be dying at Torrey Pines. Are, are you close? I had to, golf like, on the big TV. I had you've golf been on all the big over TV it. And, and and the Lions Bucks on my phone. He he's been all over the top of the leaderboard every week. Are you close to now saying, "All right, I give in. I'm going to do something with some top fives, at least top tens. I think I got to okay. do the top tens, okay. like." Okay. DFS has been decent, like cashing, like missing, like the big payouts. So it's been decent, but not nearly enough to like be like, oh, this is fun. Because it's not fun, not even a little bit, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, those are our lightning bets for a Monday here on BetQL Daily. Like I've mentioned, don't forget you can rewind if you're listening on the Odyssey app. Uh, anything you may have missed earlier today, our divisional round wrap up. In the first hour, Jason Lock and Four on the coaching carousel in the second hour. Conference championship, early conference championship game breakdowns here in the third hour or our lightning bets. And keep it right here on Twitch and YouTube as well for the rest of the action, the rest of the day here on the BetQL Network. We will be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern. And yeah, we'll keep looking at these lines on the conference championship games and where and how they may be moving keep you up to date on personnel matters as well in both of those games and recap the entire Monday night for you. Get you ready for a Tuesday for Aaron Hawksworth, for Joe Ostrowski, for Paul Aspen, for Brian Gertsch, and David Double D making sure all the right buttons get pushed. I'm Chris Mack. This has been BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.